If you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms, on Twitter at Tinfoil Hat Cast, on Instagram at Tinfoil Hat Pod, or allcomedytshirts.com, email us at tinfoilhatpod at gmail.com. Welcome back to another episode of Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil Hat. Come with me into the waters of conspiracy with Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Mr. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. With my friend Ryan Davis. Uh, hi, Ryan. We're like the first this gay cause... couple of conspiracy yeah. theories. Yeah. I think it's beautiful, man. Hold oh, <laughs> out there, partner. Say that again. <laughs> Dark realm crazy shit. Wake up, Aaron. There's reptile people everywhere. Hey, man, where's hey, the truth there, dog? Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. Hello, everybody, and welcome to... A very special episode of Secret Society of the Mad Hatters. I am here with one of my longest-running friends in the universe, a young man. We'll just call him El Dorado, Tony. Uh, we have been friends since what grade, would you say, Tony? Uh, that would be seventh grade, Sammy. We were not friends in elementary school. My one fight I ever got into in my whole entire life was with but Sam. But we knew each other. I put him in a headlock in fifth grade and... Uh, Let's just put it this way. He was done. We didn't hang out at all <laughs> in elementary school? I tell everybody the story that we were not friends in elementary school. Matter of fact, Sam had a birthday party when he was in sixth grade, and I was the only boy not invited to this party. Oh, is that true? All these girls showed up at Sam's place because they thought it was going to be a co-ed party, and your mom sent them packing, and they all came down to the local convenience store where I was and just down there. Me. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't feel so bad once the girls got booted that I wasn't okay. invited. Okay, well, I'm glad you yeah. uh, they didn't hold on to that forever. Childhood trauma. Shout, shout out childhood trauma. <laughs> uh, you know what's so interesting about comedy, and we'll get into why I want it, about, about high school and comedy for yeah. me is like, Funny wasn't sexy until <clears throat> until college. It's true. In high school, it's borderline idiotic. Yeah. Girls look at you yeah. like you have mental problems. <laughs> but once you get to college, it just becomes this aphrodisiac. And it was on like Szechuan. Granted, when you're 20, it's like it's like shooting fish in a barrel. But 100%. you know. But in high school, it was like there were it was like Shannon Maine, and that was it. <laughs> No, I'm right there with you. Uh, matter of fact, um, I think that was like the first time that I realized, like in like freshman year, that like making a girl laugh was just as good as anything. But yeah, no, Sam and I, we didn't have the girls uh, flocking to us in high school, which was weird. <laughs> we are good-looking guys. I right? was ta- I was talking about how it's very interesting because my cousin was over here and he's in tenth grade, mm-hmm. and he's dating an eleventh grader. And I go, I mean, of course, I called her rocking the boat, uh, rocking yeah. the cradle yeah, and all that course, stuff. Yeah. But it was very interesting because usually you date up, but they yeah. were dating to, yes. just like us. So yep. the girls in our grade were dating one yeah. year older, and the girls that <laughs> should have been dating us were, we're dating, dating down, down. Yeah, which exactly. was so weird, exactly. which yep. made us feel like garbage people. Yeah, it was slim pickings. <laughs> And then I do a joke about in my yeah. special about how my prom date left me a prom and went home and fucked a 10th grader, which is a true story. Oh. 
the trauma, man. It, the it trauma. stays with you. It stays with you. So uh, what were you voting? Were you voting anything in high school? Most Tony? artistic. Most artistic, yeah. which was crazy because yeah. you yeah. Becky now, Perkins. Yeah. you went into art. Yep. You get paid to make art. Absolutely. For the local college, which yep. is great. Yep. And then I was voted class clown, which I was determined to get going into seventh grade. It was a mission. <laughs> it was a long plan. Yeah. And I and I achieved it. Yeah. I would have been devastated yeah. if I did not get that. Who was the class clown girl with you? You remember? I do not. Yeah. I do not remember who okay. it was. All right. That's interesting. But I'll we'll look that one up. Class of 91 yearbook, right? Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> look it up. I lost mine. I lost my yearbook. I have it at home. I'll check it out. Okay. I'll, I'll text you later. So we go to college. I go to UNLV. You go to yeah. Alfred State, yeah. right? Alfred University. That was a 4 States 2 States across the street. Yeah. Which one's the four? Which one's Alfred the University two? is four-year. Alfred State uh, is a state school, two years. Okay. Yep. So you go, let me see, talking to it again. Yep. We okay, got you it. You got to talk like that. Um, you go there, and at some point, Tony, and the whole point I want to get into this thing is your religious journey that you went on, that yeah. you're still into. Yep. You're still very religious guy, and in our on this podcast – we have we have interviewed people that you know we just had a guy on the the mainstream his name is praying Ma- medic he is a very christian man he's a big q uh q anonymous within the community that people know what i'm talking about and you know people fell on both sides of how they felt about him which is fine yeah. you know and <clears throat> i don't have to interview anybody that i necessarily have the same exact beliefs yeah. I, I don't want to be in an echo oh, chamber yeah I am a spiritual man. I am open to hearing about all religions. And, you know, and over the years I've heard about you. You know, you've talked to me a lot about your opinions on how you see the world go. But what point do you become – what made you become – the? join the religious group that you you are in now? You are in now. Yeah. So – it pretty much goes back a long way with me. I mean, you know, you and I were friends in high school. We didn't, I, you know, uh, it was as religious as anybody else, which is, you know, you go to church on Sunday. and We kinda, never went to church. Well. My mom brought me three weeks. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you go and you put in your hour time on Sunday. and you I think went because I thought good. if I didn't go, yeah. I was going to have green blood and be gay. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, honestly, in a lot of ways, not. Going to church, maybe you know, Yay. maybe you're better off for it because um, I've had a lot of conversations with people over the years, um, and some of the most obstinate people that I've had a conversation with are the people that have been deep rooted right. family traditions in their church, and it's just tradition. That's all it is, which is fine, honestly. You know, say that it's your tradition. Say this is what you do. Say that you celebrate everything in a very kind of secular way. I don't have any problem with that. Uh, where I think the problem comes in is where people confuse that their own tradition with uh, what actually. And we're gonna the, get into that. Yeah, we're gonna get yeah, into yeah. Right, go. what you yeah. believe. So let's talk about well, how we got here. Get into the let's journey. talk about how we got yeah. here. So uh, it pretty much goes back. I, I always say that uh, this was an interesting thing, uh, you know, point in time in my life because I grew up with a mom. Uh, who very much believe in God. Uh, I did not go to any organized church uh, when I was young. My dad, uh, I didn't know it at the time, but my dad, I believe, was an atheist. Never really talked about it. that's very interesting, Tony, because I talk about this 
about our growing up together. And I, I, I remember us being closer than maybe you remember it, but maybe I, I could be wrong, too. I, I realize that when it comes to um, memory of that time, you are the court stenographer. You, you, <laughs> you have all the minutes. I've learned that over time. So if you remember it, yeah. that's pretty much how it goes. But I remember that we were you were the, the, the first wave of divorce. Yep. And I felt that that had a big impact on a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And it had an impact on the psyche of, let's say, you, Tim. Who else was in the group that got divorced? I mean, Dave yeah, lost it his was father. Like, yeah. It was like the dominoes fell, man. During the 80s, the dominoes fell. But it, 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 it definitely changed us. It did. And even though my parents didn't get divorced, it affected me by the interactions we all had. Oh, yeah. And I talk about this a lot, that how, like, what happens in your childhood, and it's this whole movement to get away from bullying, that I, I understand that, but I also worry about what that will do in the long run, because what happened to me, I, you know, I have a friend of mine named Theo Vaughn. He's a wonderful comedian. He's very funny. And he often talks about, as a child, he hated his life so much, he started telling stories. Mm. And he became so good at it. That's what he does on stage yeah. right now. Now, with me, I always tell people about the famous uh, Pontillo's booth, oh, yeah. where if you sat in this one seat part of the booth, yeah. you got lit up. Yeah. That was the light-up seat. Right. And everybody That's did it. And at the time, it was pure torture. But I didn't appreciate what later on, it really did help me become this guy that is notorious for annihilating hecklers. hecklers yeah. You got and it. I and like I, I remember going to college and they used to call it this this the triply low blow, which was like we would pat we I call it patty cakes, verbal patty cakes. Yeah. And then when I got bored I just kneecap you. Yeah. Because that's just what I was great at. <laughs> but then it all comes from the fact that at some point our group stopped fighting physically and started uh, verbally just annihilating yep. each other. Yeah. And small town life. Well, I think small towns. Like, I, I'm, I'm working on this bit right now that, like, you always hear black people talk about be how hard it is from the hood. Yeah. And I go, well, I'm upstate New York. That's ghetto country, in yeah. my opinion, especially now. Like, oh, you have, you have crack houses. We have meth labs. Yeah. You know, we could go through all the similarities. And it's just the truth. Like, People always fought. We were having a big discussion last night about, you know, Dan Garrett, our good friend, yep. and how he went through and wrecked shop and everybody was fighting. But our group never did that. Yep. Our group was verbal. Yes. And it was like, it was like go at each other verbally, which later on becomes this amazing tool that I have. Yeah. But I didn't appreciate it at that time. Yeah, no, and you know, for how stupid we were, and honestly, you know, sometimes for how cruel we were to each other, it definitely got into a thing where um, we uh, used that in many different ways. I actually used it to be, you know, the person, um, you know, in college that, you know, I mean, you know, I joined a fraternity, did all that stuff, but my room in the fraternity house when we had a party, it was come upstairs and get deep. And, you know, we would, you know, it, and obviously, you know, break out, you know, other stuff besides alcohol and stuff like that. But we talked. We talked a lot in high school. We talked about everything. We went from highs to lows. Alfred was an art school. It was. Okay, so maybe th 
That was with, really with a lot of football players. So Alfred University is a big football school. So it was like 50-50, man, like right down the middle. It was it was it was it was a lot of like ceramic engineers, too. But in a fraternity, I mean, I'm telling you this, you know, this is an art school fraternity where right. you're all sitting around, you know, doing stuff. I mean, this okay. is, but we had a great time. But we I used that in a different way than how you used it. But we talked. We did a lot of talking, we did a lot of fighting. Sometimes we went home mad, we went home angry, you know, but it was uh, a, a, it was a great upbringing. We had a you know great time here in this town, and we were great friends. And I, I look back at nothing but fond memories. None but love. I, yep. If I didn't love, I of wouldn't course. come back. Of course, once or twice a year. Yep. You know, everybody I, says the same thing when they come back. You know, this was a pretty pretty awesome upbringing. It is. It is. It yep. is a little shady now, yep. which yep. is fine. Yep. If there's nothing wrong. With it. There there is no place where there is no shady. Yep. It's just everywhere's got its warts. Yep. So let's move on. But you were talking about the. You know the the first wave of divorce that happened. Yes, and about how that affected us all. It affected it, us all, and, and you the, were because you were getting into your right. mother being religious and your father not being yeah. religious. And, and you know, my mom was definitely. It, you know, there's people always talk about I'm more spiritual than religious or whatever. Well, that's a very fine line, and I don't know where you draw the line. And I really don't. I know that my mom believed in God, and she always talked to us about that. And I, I, this is something funny, but I always grew up believing in God, and I thought there was points and times where you know. I, you know, um, heard the voice of God and, you know, her, and it was years later that I realized that I'm like, oh, this is funny. Why does the voice of God, why does he have a, uh, why does he have a British accent? And I realized, oh, that's the voice of Obi-Wan talking to Luke. <laughs> <laughs> and you put that on it? Yeah, you, yeah you exactly. Made? Just as a young kid, you know, Star Wars came out when you're four years old. And so I incorporated <laughs> that into it. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. But you do that. And yeah. you see that in movies exactly. where. It, it, it's all, like Ghostbuster yeah. choose the form of the destroyer. Yeah, that's right. And you just think like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one. And yeah. Marshmallow Man comes. But that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But um, so we, you know, we, but there, there was always something between my mom and my dad. And this was kind of the catalyst for my, really, honestly, for my whole life. So my mom and my dad, uh, their first child born in uh, 1970, uh, died two days old in the hospital. Um, and, um, when they went to have him buried in the Catholic Church, they went and talked about it. They said that he could not be buried in the Catholic cemetery. Whoa. And, and what is the reason? My dad, most reason? And they said, your son wasn't baptized. He is lost. And that day forward, my dad was an atheist. My dad was already brought up in a Catholic school with back in the you know 50s and when it was just the nuns were just ruthless, and already seen enough hypocrisy. That was the end of it. Yeah, my and you father know what? went through that as well. I've never had this conversation with my dad. Honestly, I never have. I've gotten bits and pieces from my mom and other things over the year. But you know what? That'd be enough to push me over the edge too. Yeah. And so by the time I was born in '73, I never sniffed at church. You know, but my mom always had that spiritual side to her. And this. Did you she know, ever tell you why it didn't affect her? Uh, because I think my mom saw God outside of the church. My dad never saw any evidence of that. And how could, in, in probably my dad's perspective, how could the, the richest, most powerful uh, church on the planet that claims to be of the Christian faith be the wrong one? You know, and so it just, it just I, don't, I don't think my dad was ever on a spiritual journey. I and so he wasn't looking for it. That time my mom is was. where the church starts to lose it's grip on a lot of stuff because yeah. the truth starts coming out. 
you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so you grow up in a, a mom being religious, which is somewhat my family too. Mm-hmm. My mother was religious. She took me to the Presbyterian Church yep. over here, and um, but we didn't go that long. Yeah. And then my dad was very anti. Uh, I don't think yeah. he, I don't think he was ever atheist. He's just anti organized religion. Yeah. So you go to college and you're into I have to say that's probably my dad's standpoint as well. I think he was spiritual. Yeah. You know, but I, I mean I think he I don't know if my dad doesn't believe in a God. I think he believes in God, but I don't think he believed in organized religion. My mother, she took me to a couple of Presbyterian, like I said. She'll hit up the Armenian church once yeah. in a while. That's her. That's yeah. that generation. So you go to art school, you go to Alfred, it's not a it's a football art school. Yeah. You're in there. Yeah. When do you start to when do you start to things change? Things change. Yeah, and, and so I'm just gonna just back up just a, just a little bit here. So when my mom and my dad split up when they got that divorce, my mom got us back into the church. So I was late. Usually make your you know, your first communion in the Catholic church around second grade. I did mine in fourth grade. Uh, I made my confirmation when I was in tenth grade along with everybody else. Um, the when I made my confirmation in tenth grade, I went back one day after that. I went back one day, one time that I go back after my confirmation. So you it get was, com- confirmed. It was not anything intentional. I never had any intention. And I remember when I went back that time. I went back. You're I like, felt why like, am I doing? I felt this? like I'm 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 back. You know, I don't know why I was away. I'm back, and then I never went back. And so you know, I didn't. Re- I just thought this is what you were supposed to do. But I can tell you, and all the time that I was there and I went through my church school and all this stuff before confirmation, I didn't learn anything. And here's a here's a great little story for you. Okay. Right? Because you mentioned earlier that I have a good memory, right? Right. You mentioned this. Well, one time we were over in church school and Sister Catherine stops Matt and I in the hall because we're goofing around. Matt. Our buddy Matt Governale. Matt Governale, right. who we've heard and learned fun new stuff about this week. Yes. Exactly. This was and so Matt could be one of the most powerful people on the planet. <laughs> That's another podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have to get goob in here. Yeah. <laughs> Do a podcast. Um, but so so this is so this is the question. The sister stops Matt and I in the hallway because we're goofing around and she, you know, comes down on us because we're goofing around and she asks Matt to tell her something that we that we know about God. That we know about Jesus. Sorry, the, something that we know about Jesus. Hey, they and, just stop you. Hey. Oh, and I panicked. And I was so happy she asked Matt. <laughs> and and she and Matt goes, Well, uh, I know he died for our sins. And all of a sudden, this look of anger on her face just changed to like pure joy. And I see the look on her face as she's so happy at this answer. And I have no idea what it means he died for our sins. I mean, honestly, I'm in eighth grade or whatever it is. I have no idea what that means. Matt says, and she was just so happy. She never asked me. My name Matt, Matt. And she sent us on our way. And I thought to myself, huh, I can, and, and I always remember that, and I used that so many times after. I had no idea what it meant. I could remember it, and I was, just, and I remember how happy it made that sister, and that was it. So, so I never went back after that. I never went back after my confirmation. And then, so you fast forward to college years where you are, but yeah. My uh, Dana, my girlfriend, her niece used to teach at a very orthodox Jewish school. Yeah. And one day, the kids had a question in which she couldn't answer in the text of the religion. So she called in, like, the head rabbi. 
And she goes, I proceed to watch this guy lie to these kids. Mm -hmm. Just straight up lie to the children. And I think that affected her because shortly after that, she moved on to another school. How was he lying, do you know? Did she say? It was basically about like... Like, how did we come around? Or, like, yeah. it's just something that is, like, and I'm not, I listen, we talk about this a lot in this podcast. I believe in science. I don't believe in scientists. Yeah. I yeah. will always question scientists. Yeah. Sure. I will question who is funding their thing. How yes. does that funding affect the results? Does it, do they, do they got to get the yeah. results of the people funding? Yeah. I will always, like, the people who go, yes. like, it's just this. Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> it's just, like, trial. And what are the results? Yeah. And I'm, yeah. like, no. That's not yeah, it that's at right. all. And that is literally what yep. some people, that is literally faith. And, fa- you know, it's supposedly exactly. science. It's as much of a religion as anything at that is point. It's not supposed to be faith. Yep. It's supposed to be cut and dry, right. binary, ones and zeros, or whatever that is, right? It's supposed to be boom, boom, boom. But when the dollar's running that, here comes, right. here Which comes is like, the, you yeah. know, Tony, you and I have talked about this before. Like, you know, it's like when they took cigarettes, Science told people to smoke cigarettes. It was good yep. for them. Oh, yeah. That's Nobody right. remembers that. And that's a big theme growing in up, my life. Growing up, they told us that uh, 20 joints equaled one cigarette. 20 joints equaled one cigarette. That was the for data. Sure. That was the science. Now, is that the science you believe in? Because, oh, no, the, uh, that was bad science. That w- well, how do you know you're not getting bad science right now? All the time. Exactly. And I mean, it's the def- and, and like you the said, FD, it's the funding. FDA, they've outlawed marijuana yeah. and they've outlawed yeah. vitamin like B27 yeah. or which cures cancer. Yeah. Like, why is that outlawed? Yeah. Why is this uh, the people who are supposed to be in charge of health? Why are they outlawing this thing? But that's a yeah. that's a different it is a different. Yeah. That's but a it's different good. Story. It's but good it, stuff. It's, it's it leads into this. It's it's yeah. question everything, yeah. which is a big part. Question of everything. And Sam, that. Right there is a perfect segue. It's free. That's a saying on a show. <laughs> Question everything. It's free. <laughs> That's right. And you know what? That's honestly all I want. So when I got into college, I was a um, junior in college. I'm living in my fraternity house. I'm the social chair of my fraternity. I'm in charge of setting up the parties, buying the kegs, all that business. You know, we got a gr- great time. A lot of girls coming to parties. you weed at this point, Tony? Did you you grown weed for a little while? I had a couple, you know, plants here and there. You were into it, was it and then you just stopped. Well, I remember that. My, it, listen, this was, this wasn't any like, you know, like 60 types. Yeah, this, you, was this, like, this isn't breaking this was bad. Like three, You're not running laps. Like, this was like three in my closet, you know. Yeah. The, you know, a couple of fluorescents, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, so we, uh, you know, we get into this point in time where, um, and it was it was an so it was an interesting uh, point in time. My grandfather died. I uh, went there for the funeral. Got a chance to uh, see my brother, who was uh, going to Oneonta State. Well, at here's the time. a little thing about your brother. At the time of growing up, yeah. your brother was probably the coolest human being on the planet. <laughs> there was no way cooler than Dennis Dorado. Yeah. He was uh, had the long hair. He yeah. was a drummer. Yep. Everybody loved him. Legendary figure. Shannon Quinlan loved him. Shannon <laughs> Quinlan. I've had, I've had, she lives in Vegas. She comes to my shows once in a while. I always interview her about the legend yeah. of Shannon Quinlan. Yeah. And then I, you know, your 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 brother. I feel like it, you guys are very close. Yep. You guys are close. Um, but does he get into this religion? And I'll let you tell what you're yep. about to say. I just wanted to give a backstory. No, that's the perfect. Brother. Again, that's the perfect thing. I got a chance to see him. He 
Um, and again, you know, people have a hard time, well, you know, who'd you hear this from? Or blah, blah, blah. You know, and how, you know, they always have a problem with how you heard something. Well, I'm sorry, but, you know, news is news. Right. And no matter where you hear it from, it's just, you know, you go looking for it. You go looking. It could be anything, honestly. It could be anything. You go look for how you get news doesn't matter. Right. If it's true or not, that's what matters. And so I always talk about this because it was Den, my brother, who said to me, and it was a two simple questions. And at this point in time, you guys, I was out of religion. You were out. Okay. I was out. I didn't have any, I wasn't on any journey. I wasn't looking right. or anything like that. And my brother, who was basically starting to get a new religion at the time, and I questioned was him he on in it. school? He was he in w- college? He'd, already gra- he'd just graduated from Oneonta State. Okay. Yep. And uh, had, you know, picked up some new beliefs and stuff like that. So I questioned him on it. I thought he was a loon. Yeah, he's I a really did. With I thought flowing I, hair. Seriously, and I'm like, you know, m- you know, my brother, who, who you know, you know, loved women and loved drugs and everything else. All of a sudden, my brother is. He wasn't looking for anything too. I knew that. So he said, I questioned him on it, and he said, I'm going to ask you a very simple question. And he's like, and this is all I'm going to ask. And he said, Tell me the two Christian holidays, two biggest Christian holidays. That point simple. I thought it was a stupid question, answered in two seconds. Very easy. It's Christmas and Easter. And he said, where do those uh, holidays come from? Another stupid, easy, simple question from the Bible. And he said, what if I told you that neither one of those two holidays are in the Bible? And at this point in time, again, it's like any conspiracy. Conspiracy. What, like, dude, all right, first of all, you're a nut. But you know what? You know, I'll look into it and get back to you. Okay. So I did my own thing. I went back and, and looked in encyclopedias, looked in the Bible, looked at everything, to try to find the origins of Christmas and Easter. And it was very simple. What I came up with is that neither one of those two are mentioned in the Bible. That was the first thing that I discovered. And I could not believe it. Then if they weren't from the Bible, where'd they come from? And I, you guys, at this point in time, I am set out determined to prove my brother wrong. Okay. And I couldn't do it. All right. And so, you know, whether or not we, you know, you want me to tell you what the answer is I, I, you know, came up with, but that is the start of it at that point in time is this questioning of why has the wool been pulled over? Why did I go through years of church school being told this story and it got into other issues of heaven and hell. We've dealt with that on the show where it was like, why are th- why is this religious ceremony a part of this thing when it really does have on? And, you know, for me, I, I this show, Tinfoil Hat, and this podcast we're doing, the Secret Society of the Mad Hatters, we've been able to dive in to some stuff and look at, like, long games, like, long, far down the line, even past, like, Jesus and all that stuff. And, like, there's uh, these rituals and these people we call the masters of mankind. That's a Noam Chomsky Chomsky, uh, saying. He he talks about it in the uh, Requiem for American Dream doc that's on Netflix, and he calls them the masters of mankind and, like, the manipulation that goes on from these people. To control masses, and, and 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 so here is the and so here is the. May I ask you that? The, the, yeah, the, the and then we'll get. The, That's right. Go ahead. Is it was those religions, those those ceremonies, mm-hmm. those holidays, yep. were those brought in to kind of continue these pagan holidays? Yep. So 
and, and this information, I think, is more readily available than it was in uh, 1994 when I first well, discovered this. Because you actually had to very savvy. You actually had to go to the library in 1994 yeah. to find stuff. Back in my Seriously, I mean, it was it was cra- you know, encycl- I mean, I don't necessarily know if people understand what it was like. I asked somebody the question the other day because I, I remember taking a trip to Buffalo from Alfred and Bay. How did I get there without Google Maps? You know, like, and somebody's like, oh, yeah, you take, you know, 81, blah, 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 take a, yeah, exactly. You went to the library, you looked at it, it was word of mouth type stuff. So back in the day, this was, uh, this information was a little harder to come by than it is right now. Any cursory Google search will turn up the origin of these days. And so it goes back to Rome, okay? And it goes back to Rome, and it goes back to the Emperor Constantine, all right? That in Council of Nicaea in 325, Council of Nicaea was determined, he was determined to unite the Roman Empire under the sign of the cross. The sign of the cross was already being used by uh, both uh, the pagans and the Christians. It was being used by both. He claimed he had a vision of the cross in the sky, and the Latin term is uh, in hoc signio vinces, or vinces, which means in this sign conquer. And he, he took this to mean that he's going to unite the empire under this sign. Oh, and so snaps. the Council of Nicaea was determined to merge paganism and Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. And so the Saturnalia celebrated by the Romans from the 17th to the 25th of December around the winter solstice, around the time of all the pagan revelry. Yeah. And everybody knows winter solstice, the time that the sun is actually closest to the earth. All right. And so, you know, they celebrate the you know, right. renewing of spring right. and all this stuff. That right there, the the was also celebrated Saturn, uh, and that whole time it was a, a time it was called the birth of the Saturn, sun god. Saturn, black box, well, all it was that also, black cube. Yeah. Excuse me. It was the birth of the sun god because the sun is coming back to us, and guess what? The birth of the sun god became the birth of the son of god, and we have the twenty fifth of oh, December. Oh snaps, El Dorado! <laughs> the December twenty fifth. The birth 25th. of the sun god becomes the birth of the son of god. Yes. that is amazing. And d- December 25th has been uh, hallowed by uh, that, or I should say that date's been hallowed by many people ever since. It was actually outlawed here in the United States, the first people coming over. People always hear about them, you know, the uh, you know, pilgrims fleeing, uh, sorry, um, uh, fleeing religious persecution. They never asked what religious persecution they were facing. It was because they were trying to get rid of all the paganism that was becoming so widespread over in England. They came here to get away from it, and it was actually outlawed. Christmas was outlawed here. For Christianity? The, I'm sorry. Christmas. Christmas was outlawed here. In the United States. Yes, and it wasn't until later on until, guess what comes back into play? Coca-Cola. The Mighty Dollar. And this image of Santa comes in, and it's all. Do you know where Santa's so, from? It's uh, a shaman yeah. in this one, uh, one, uh. Eastern European, yeah. I believe, country yeah. where a shaman would show up. He'd ride reindeer around, yeah. and he'd show up and he'd eat shrooms in your living room. <laughs> and his gift to you was like to basically yeah. tell you how the world's worked as he just tripped balls. Like, how much better would organized religion be if you went to <laughs> church and, and and the preacher was just tripping balls yeah. on shrooms? And and almost every uh religion or has some type of thing in germany he was known as sinterklaus i mean there's it goes way back and you guys the 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 whole imagery and again ask yourself the question and throw it up there but ask yourself the question this is what i was doing was again you know i wanted to know the truth and this is what it goes back down to 
simple question. And, you know, Pilate is the one, Pontius Pilate is the one who actually asked Jesus. He said, what is truth? Are you amazed there hasn't what been a rapper truth? that came around named Pontius Pilate? Uh, <laughs> like, if there's ever a name for a rapper, that would be per- perfect. <laughs> <laughs> hey, throw it out there. Sam gets rights for that. Put if anybody to wants to claim Put it out that. to the universe. Throw it out there. But what is truth? Honestly, what is truth? That's all I ever wanted. I don't want to lie. I don't want to live pie in the sky. And you guys, I can tell you this right here. I have never, ever been a pie in the sky religion. I was trying to tell this, Sam, to you in 1995 when you guys were basically like, you know, tone got religious. Guys, it is not about me believing in some pie in the sky thing. If you can, anybody can show me anything else that shows me where I'm, you know, wrong about something, I will change it. I will change it tomorrow. I am not tied to any thing other than what I know to be truth. Well, Tony, and I, I totally respect yeah. that. And that that's great. So I want what I the reason I, I and I want to get to what I brought you on to. Yeah. So you get religious, yeah. you and your brother yeah. get religious. Yeah. And at some point uh mom is asking if you want to have something to drink. Do you want something to Mom say hi to everybody on my podcast. Yeah. Hi, this is Sammy's mom saying hello. Woo! Thank yeah. you, mom. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. Mrs. B's So Dan don't mind no, us. We're Thank podcasting, you. Mom. I'm professional. Yeah. Can I have a water too, Mom? <laughs> oh, but I yeah. So, so, Den joins a band. Yeah. Uh, who is in this band? Because oh, I want to get into t- what yeah. this represents. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Who Who's um, in the band? So, a uh, couple guys. You don't have to say their names. Yeah, no, a couple guys to. that um, we'll he had names. met from, you know, from the... Uh, from the area who, you know, had a small recording studio. He's in a band. Um, the band goes out to record at this small recording studio. He doesn't, at the time, the band he was in was just the high school kids that we know. Clint Bush, Chris Nadge, um, Jeff White, yeah. Dan and Sean. That's the band. And I'm telling you. The best different- way to describe all of them is your uh, any any White Lion uh, music video. The hair, the, fl- the, the flowing yeah. hair. At the time, White Snake. Here yeah. I go again on my. Own. This is, in, in uh, in all truthfulness though, this was honestly, uh, this was at the same time though that um, you know I hate to use the term because it wasn't at the time, but grunge was flourishing and the ba- this, the music this was yeah, and and this was their this was their new place. This was their new. Like, you know, the music that they were doing at the time, which I'm telling you, in an alternate universe, these guys blew up because um, some of the stuff they were doing was, was crazy progressive, uh, even for the time. But um, so but the, but the guys that they met at the recording studio, they actually became bandmates with a few short years later. It was these bandmates um, that actually proposed the question to Den, the same one he proposed to me. And and then uh, so yeah so that's where that's kind of where so they we sing end up. Song, and the reason I bring you on is yeah. because they sing a song. I go to you guys do a concert right outside their house. You bring me to. Did a con- you go to that? I I guess I did. <laughs> you were there. Yeah. Wow. And in the song, and what year do you think that was? Court sonographer. Uh, it was probably ninety. Seven. Okay, so 97, yeah. 96, 97, I go yeah. there, and they do a song, and it involves two towers falling. Am I right on this? Um, that is something that, um, I'm trying to think of the song. But what was it real, though? What, the song? 
did it involve talking about Two Towers Falling in 1996? I think that what you're referring to is in between each song, uh, the lead singer stopped and talked about a couple of things. And one of the things he talked about was essentially the, uh, the, the, the collapse of the American society as we know it. And one of the, one of the main points of that was the collapse, uh, or not collapse, but the destruction of New York City and the towers. So I think that's what, what you remembered. That was 96. But, you know, we'd already had the, uh, you know, the, the bombing, you know, in the basement of the World Trade Center had already happened. So even at that point in time, I don't think that that's anything, you know, um, huge for somebody to, to think that. I mean, there's al- I saw tons of album covers where people showed, you know, stuff like that happening. So You know that you know, there's that actually, there's a th- yeah. there is, and I forget the word, Ryan would kill me, my co-host right now, if I couldn't remember the word. But actually, that there's there's an event when an event is so big, mm-hmm. yes. so big it ripples in time, yeah, forwards and backwards. Yep. No, so you see absolutely. stuff from like decades before referencing these things. Oh, and the 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 nine eleven's attacks could fall in there. We did a whole episode of all these images that were that kind of brought out Simpsons are very famous record labels a gentleman who died yeah, in the towers ha- made us a, a kind of a statue of himself of planes hitting him like he was a, yeah. a building oh, wow. yeah a, wow no, I'll look up that name. That you is guys some crazy stuff, though, and I actually love talking about all this. You know, time travel, ripples in time. That's all. Oh, I'm all that's all fascinating time travel, stuff. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in the time travel. But these are big quantum leap fans from back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you started. You would, you know, Tony. Just to be honest with you, I always knew when I came back, we would have a moment where you'd try to pitch, give me the pitch. Yep. There was going to be a pitch. You're going to pitch yeah. me on your thoughts yeah. and your beliefs. And I would gently and kindly pass, and then we would always move on. Yep. And it was never – you never pushed it. And you were always my argument on why, like, I about respecting people's beliefs yeah. in their stuff. And if they don't believe what you would still be cool. I always talk about you. You were always very religious, yeah. Christian, and but you were kind of laid back. And you were like, you know, there are things I think you and I – moments of talk and you're like okay that's just not i see and we'd always move well, on well i'm definitely not the the go stand on the street corner person that's not something you're supposed to, and not going house to house uh any of that business that's that's not that is not the point hey you know you cast the net and if you know the fish come into the net then you know that's that's what it and you know that's a, it's, it's a great it's a great analogy because it's not it's not the type of thing where and you have to understand and any Buddy who actually understands the Bible, um, and and I, I, I under, I have people, I have friends who believe that they need to save you right now in this lifetime. You need to be saved, Sam, because yeah. if not, you're gone forever. Right. Okay. Right. That couldn't be farther from what the God of the Bible says. And if you believe that, that is fine. That is your right to believe that. Right. But I would challenge anybody who believes that they need to go save people right now so that person is not lost, Right. then you need to do a little more research. Well, then what I want to talk to you about, El Dorado, is that a long time ago, you to- kind of goes, here's what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay? Here is, in the future, what is going to happen. I don't know the date you tell me this, but the exact date, and I don't even know if the court stenographer will remember because it wasn't a set time, but you told you foretold of... 
the European Union, yep. uh, the, how it was going to come together mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And uh, and then you forecasted some other stuff, and which is the big reason. Not only I, I want to get into your journey and stuff yeah. like that, but it's just like, what do you see happening? Because I find that interesting. Yeah, and, and you know, so... And, and you know this is a this is such a this is such a huge huge topic and and you know we, honestly we could do about twenty five of these podcasts Sam and not even touch the surface on all this and so you know we're skipping forward a little bit in time but one of the th- aspects that um you know my faith uh w- you know one of the parts that was a big part of it was understanding what the Bible said about the future. Now, most people don't know this, but approximately a quarter to a third of the Bible is is prophecy. Um, and I so never knew that. people drop their drawers over Nostr- Nostradamus. Yeah, people go crazy. Right? Okay, and the guy is like, you know, like two for eight billion. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so my point in the getting into the Bible prophecy was to understand, too, again, about what does Bible prophecy say? Because if it's not, hasn't come true or not coming true, then it doesn't hold water and throw the whole book out, honestly. Because if it's wrong on one point, it could be wrong on another and another and another. We just had a big, uh, we just put out an episode uh, just the day before we record this. Q Anonymous, again, with our friend, the, the praying medic. And within the community, Q Anonymous is this guy who puts out breadcrumbs and uh, tells you kind of what's going on behind the scenes. And everybody really loves him. He's been right on a lot of stuff. Not just like, not stuff that you could, um, like if you were, you knew where to go Google, you could find out information before everybody else. But right on weird stuff about like, you know, um, uh, the Clintons fire at their house or, a, oh, yeah. a, a, you know, a, a a, a train crash mm-hmm. that like how would you know that like yeah. weird stuff but he's been wrong on stuff or stuff he said was gonna happen has not happened so uh, but ba- batting a thousand in the uh in the psychic world yeah. could be a little hard That's absolutely because even the prediction could change the outcome that's true you're right you're right and uh and and that kind of gets into this whole like time travel thing too which uh, I think I solved the grandfather paradox too. That might be a, a discussion for a different time, but <laughs> I'll get into that. We'll talk about that another time. Okay. But that's just my own theory. But anyway, um, so the the uh, uh, the part that w- that we were talking about was the um, you know getting into Bible prophecy, and so um, the um, the and, and I'm trying I'm trying to give the kind of the short version here of it, but um, the the part about the world empires and you'd have to go in uh, to the book of Daniel and look at this and uh, if nobody's actually gone in and read it you know go in and read it because uh, it talks about a great statue um, that uh, Daniel sees this vision of a great statue um, and he, he see, I, I'm sorry I can't believe I just said that my bad Nebuchadnezzar has a dream of this statue and Daniel okay. uh, is one of the he, he was taken captive he was a Jew uh, living in um, living in Babylon, uh, they had already been taken captive. But he is a very learned man, so he's living there basically as one of the wise men uh, in the court of Nebuchadnezzar. So Nebuchadnezzar has this dream about okay. this great statue. All right, all right. Nobody can interpret it 
and it's Daniel who is the one who has been given a gift by God to interpret dreams as he um, as they happen. So okay. he tells. So this is the image that King Nebuchadnezzar sees of this great statue, this great man. All right, the head is of gold, the um, the 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 chest is of silver, the thigh is of bronze, and the legs are iron with uh, uh, the the feet mixed with iron and clay. Okay, and the Bible interprets itself. This is no no, no other thing. So if you actually keep reading into it, you read, and it's at the end of that chapter. It tells Nebuchadnezzar, your kingdom, you are the head of gold. So the Babylonian Empire is the head of gold that happens. And after the uh, head of gold, after the Babylonian Empire, is going to come in this area, this chest of silver. Okay, this chest of silver, which is the uh, Medes Persian Empire. Okay? okay, and so this happens. So this this happens. The, the, um, the, the waste of gold that occur I'm sorry my bad the waste of bronze that occurs and everybody knows the bronze age right everybody knows the bronze Course. age no tell me about it Greece Alexander the Great Greece comes in after the Persians okay and then who conquers uh Greece Rome 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 everybody knows Rome is defined as two capitals okay one in Constantinople the other in Rome those two capitals in the great Roman Empire are symbolized by these two legs of iron. And that's what the main thing that the Roman Empire used to conquer is iron. Yeah, it's fierce. Okay? And so you get down into the toes. The very bottom, the last part of this figure, the toes are iron and clay. The ten toes are representative of a reunited Roman Empire and it's iron and clay. It's not strong. It's iron mixed with clay, which is part strong, part brittle. And it's these ten nations are going to comprise a reunited Roman Empire. And so anybody who actually has studied Bible prophecy and realized that, understood that Rome, uh, the European Roman coalition, was going to unite again. And it's going to be led, uh, it's going to be a t uh, eventually a ten-nation group. There won't be any of the... Uh, uh, Britain won't be in it. It'll be okay. Nations. So let's like you drop yeah. as we drive out yeah. to Schenectady. Yeah. Is that where we yes. were driving through? Yeah. You were dropping some knowledge on me about. Oh, sorry, Skinny Atlas. Skinny Atlas. My apologies. Yeah. You're dropping knowledge on me about. Um, yeah. About uh, uh, the lost tribes of Israel. Yeah. And where this is all going to lead to. Yeah. And, you know, we got about 15 minutes left. Yep. So take us through this whole thing because I find it interesting. Yeah. And, and so, Sam, I'll I love this. I yeah. love hearing about I could learn, even though it's not going to ever I, I never say never. Yeah. I'm open minded. There's things I believe yeah. in that I would never have believed, believed in before yeah. I started this journey. Sure. So who knows where this might go? And that's honestly. Isn't, isn't that, I mean, isn't that, you know, you hope for all mankind is to have an open mind? I mean, honestly, is there anything more valuable on this planet than an open mind and a yielding heart? If you see something, not to ignore evidence if it's thrown in your face, you just don't have the evidence right now. That's fine. That's everybody's thing. I am going to say, if Sam, if somebody gave you the evidence, you wouldn't look away from that evidence and be like, no, I am, I'm still going to believe this over here. Right. You're going to go where the evidence leads you. Right, right. That's just, right. That's just perfectly fine. So the, so, the, so the Israel, and this is where most people, you know, don't understand the current situation of, of who Israel is. And, and I'll be honest with you too, Sam. This is not even my 
um, you know, this is this is not something that I'm like a. Um, I talk about it all the time, so I might be a little rusty at this. Even the other night we were talking about, I don't get a chance to go out and speak with people, and and I like I said, I'm not standing on street corners. Somebody wants to listen and talk, so there's a I guy in Hollywood. He's this. on Hollywood Highland, and yeah. every day I see him carrying this cross. Yeah, and I just go wonder, like, what does Jesus pay an yeah. hour that this guy yeah. can be here every day? Every day, yeah, and it's a it's an interesting thing, but so let's get into this. So to understand. To understand the Bible is to understand what Israel is. And because um, I think we, the Catholic Church, everybody else has done a really awesome job at just saying, you know, oh, just have faith. Just have faith in Jesus. And that's all that's all you need. That's all you need to be saved is have faith in Jesus. OK, and that's what it, and that's why they can turn out the, the, the you know the you know the church school and never really dig into any bible study never tell you never have these moments where you're actually digging in and you're having you know you maybe get you know conversation gets a little heated you know you're talking about things but you know what hey the truth is hard to find man and you're going to fight for it and you're going to dig for it sometimes it gets a little heated it's okay you walk yeah. away with yeah. a pat on the back and a and a nice hug and, and you know you come back the next time so one of the one thing that that we need to understand that we need to understand is what the Bible says about Israel. Okay. And, to say, and I told you tonight, it's these three terms: Hebrew, Israel, Jew. Okay. Okay. Those things, and to have a, a any type of a grasp on what the Bible says about Bible prophecy, or or just even in, in general, is to understand what that is. Okay. Okay. And so, um, what we have right now over in the Middle East is a nation called Israel. Right. Okay, that nation Israel has the name Israel. Okay, that's fine. That's fine that they have that name. The tribe of Judah, the tribe of Judah was one of the tribes of Israel. Okay, it was one of the tribes of Israel. All right, there was uh, Jacob in the Bible. Yep. His name was changed to Israel. It means overcomer with God, uh, and that's what that that's what that means. He had twelve children. Well, I'm sorry. He had 12 boys. Okay. Each one of those is a tribe. Judah was one of those tribes. Okay. So at the time of King David, okay, King David was from the tribe of Judah. Okay. At the time of King David, okay, uh, he has his son Solomon. Okay. Solomon dies. His son Rehoboam takes over. Rehoboam? Rehoboam. Are yep. you amazed or not a rapper <laughs> named Rehoboam? <laughs> so, but, so, but here, so here's what this is, though. Rehoboam has a decision to make after Solomon dies because Solomon's taxed the crap out of you know Israel to build He's the taxed temple. everybody. To build the temple. Yeah, right? kind of so like Vegas built. is doing with the Raiders Stadium right now. <laughs> exactly. Right? They're putting exactly. taxes on people staying there so they can build this giant uh, <laughs> you got it. league. So this they giant st football stadium. So the tribes come to Rehoboam and say, loosen this burden from us. So Rehoboam goes back and talks with Two sets of people, the older group that advised his father, Solomon, and his younger group that has been brought up with him, his friends. All right. And the older group says, release the burden off the people. They'll follow you. They'll love you. The temple's built. And he goes, to, and so you, okay, that's great. I'm going to go to my young friends. What do his young friends tell him? Don't do it. It'll be shown as a sign of weakness. It'll take you over. Tell them you'll make it even harder for them. They should love it. They so forced labor. Eh, you know, keep going with it. All right. Uh, so whose advice does he take? The old wise guys or the 
uh, or his little buddies. He takes the advice of his buddies. So he tells people, oh. he says, my little finger is thicker than my father's waist, meaning that you thought he, you know, he stung you with whips, I'm going to sting you with scorpions. And he puts this on. And so they say, see you later. Ten of the 12 tribes take off, head up north. Road to, trip. Head up to north to Samaria and become the house of Israel with its capital in Samaria. Two tribes stay with Rehoboam. We got uh, Judah, who he's from that tribe. So Judah stays with him. Benjamin. So we got two tribes. And the Levites are the priests, and they're kind of mixed in between the two. All right. So the kingdom splits. So now we've got the southern kingdom, Judah, with its capital in Jerusalem, the northern kingdom, Israel, with its capital in Samaria. Okay, this is what we talked about the other night. Looking back through history of uh, world history, history of the Bible, the Assyrian Empire or the Assyrians come in, sack the, uh, the, the Israelites up north, take them captive. They are not brought back. And if you guys go in and read this, and the people don't talk about, you know, like, oh, you know, we're the Jews, we're the Israelites, you know, we're God's chosen people. Look at the plight of God's people. Look at what happened to the Israelites. He allowed them to be annihilated and lost into captivity. So you know what? It's hard being the, it's hard being the child. Yeah. Okay? Right. It is hard being the child. So they are taken captive. They're out of there. The, their identity is lost. They became known as the lost tribes of Israel. So those two, just the two. No, I'm sorry. This is up north. So this is the ten tribes. Okay, the ten They're, tribes have yep. been thrown into captivity. Yep. Okay. Ten all tribes. Ten. So Judah is still in existence with his capital in Jerusalem, made up of um, the tribe of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin, with some of the Levites mixed in. Okay. okay. Now, it is the Babylonian Empire in 585. This we were just talking about Daniel's there. Okay, Daniel's there. They are taken captive by the Babylonians. Same type of thing. God allows them to actually be brought back, and it's brought back by the uh, Persian king, I believe it's Cyrus, allows them to go back and okay. rebuild the wall. The wall's destroyed. The temple's destroyed. Everything is just a mess. They go back and rebuild it. Okay, it's the 585. So they are not lost to history. They're there. Okay, so interesting enough, by the time that you read in the Bible the parable, and everybody knows it's the parable of the Good Samaritan. We all love that, right? The Good Samaritan. I just told you a second ago, Samaria used to be Israel. It was the capital. That was Israel. By the time of Jesus, a Samaritan is a pagan. Okay? It's not an Israelite. And is it because when Assyria sacks Samaria, they repopulate that whole area with basically pagan. It's not a bad word. It just means somebody that's not yeah. of that particular group right. of people yeah okay so that's the good samaritan that's that parable is 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 that um it's not somebody that's an israelite meaning that you know who's you know who's a better i don't know if anybody knows that parable if you want to get into it but it's actually it's, it's actually a really good one like but anyway so so we're so we're talking about this right now so what's there at the time of jesus right okay is what's known as the, the house of Judah, okay? Now, the name Israel is actually not reapplied to that. And I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I guess I'm a little rusty at this, goes back to the Six-Day War yeah. in 1948 in that range with Israel. I'm, I might be terrible on this. I'm terrible on that part of it right there. But, um, After World War II? The name comes back to Israel, okay? And it comes back, and it's, and it's there. So what we know is Israel today are only two of the 12 tribes of Israel. 
the other tribes are lost to humanity, but they existed and they moved and they transported. It was the Assyrians. They deported them. They migrated up into the northwest British Isles, up into that place. They settled places. God did not lose them. And he actually, there's actually prophecy in the Bible about, um, uh, of, about actually like bringing them back after a certain period of time. Yeah. About bringing them back into world dominance. And that um, it was actually Ephraim and Manasseh, uh, the tribe of Joseph. Joseph was one of the 12 tribes of Israel, got split into a double portion of Ephraim and Manasseh. And you look back at Jacob's prophecy and his blessing that he gives on his, cho- his child Joseph, on their children. Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy, great prophecy what happened. Hold on. So, because I, I want to focus on real quick. You guys getting all this? I, I'm trying. <laughs> and, um, there's, the listeners are smarter than I am. Yeah. That's the whole thing in this show. Well, so I take and, my and you can also I plunk first grade too, uh, mentality and I try to. It was to a six day war. I need to. You know, we'll look ahead. it up. We'll look yeah. it up. You got a phone yeah. there. Go ahead. Listen. So these two tribes yep. escape. Yep. So the 10 tribes, they get thrown into anonymity. Anonymity. Yep. They get repopulated. That means they got hit. They, they start smashing, putting out little pagans. Yep. Right? These two tribes disappear. Well, actually, Sam, uh, hold on. Though, though what you're saying right there, though, is I, I think you just said there they start putting out little pagans. No, not to that respect. Meaning they were displaced and they moved and they were thrown out of their home. Right. But they stayed together. Okay. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Which is the whole yeah. point of the when you talk to people who are deeply religious. Yeah. And the argument on Israel is yeah. that they were kicked out of their land, and they're coming. They came back and got it. Yeah. So that's what yep. that's what that is about. Yep. Okay. So that when they were repopulated with with pagans, you mean they were kicked out and pagans moved in. Yeah. Into a, yeah. Into there the, wasn't a mixing up. It wasn't exactly, like some interracial exactly. crazy stuff. When the Assyrians sacked the house of Israel and took over Samaria. They repopulated it with all them people. Get out of here. And that was a common practice back then. When you sack a place, you deport those people. And That's you, what's going on yeah. right now in Israel. Exactly. We'll get into that. So then these other two tribes, and nobody knows about the, the, these two tribes, out of the 12, is it 12 or 10? 12 tribes. Yep. 12 tribes. Two of them disappear. They go to the northeast British Isles. I'm sorry. So just to, just to you know correct that right there. Um, the two tribes are Judah and Benjamin that were stayed. It's the majority of the tribes are lost. It's the 10 that are lost. Okay. They're the ones who get deported. They're and they, and they, they migrate. Go, they go to yeah. England? They migrate into the northwest British The 10 British lost tribes Isles. migrate to England. Yes. Is that what you're telling yes. me? Yeah. Okay. And and become uh the tribe of Dan uh becomes eventually becomes uh, the name, it's actually, it's funny because the Bible describes Dan as this like serpent's trail and like leaving their mark. And you look at how many places over there, the DN, there's the Danube, there's Denmark, there's all these places. So the tribe of Dan actually leave it, leaves its mark and you can see it all throughout um, there. So uh, Denmark is in all, Dan. most likelihood the tribe Sweet of Dan. Dan. Yeah. So, uh, so, and again, the people, the people that we know later on to become... The Vikings are more than likely these lost tribes of Israel. Are these so? That's an interesting story too. But uh, England is uh, kind of a, a little bit later on forms. And again, so here's the here's the interesting part about this. 
um, that when Jacob gives his blessing to his two grandchildren, Ephraim and Manasseh, okay, Jacob's son is Joseph, one of the 12 tribes. Joseph gets his double portion with his two kids. Jacob gives a very specific blessing to these two kids. One is going to become a great company of nations, going to become a, a, a huge, you know, great is, you know, the, to the point in time where, um, it's, you know, you can become, a, you can become a commonwealth. Are these names Dan? Yeah. These people? Yeah. Are they literal people or are they, fig- are they figured? You're talking about the Do tribes? they represent a group of people? It's a tribe. So it's like. So when you say they give Dan, he's not talking to a guy named yeah, Dan. Yeah, exactly. He's that's, talking to a that's group a good question. of people. That's a good question. No, but right. it's like, it, it's, it's, it's like your name, like your family name, Tripoli. Like I'm giving. House of Tripoli. Yeah, this yeah, is what we're talking about. Exactly. We're talking House of Tripoli. That's right. Because Dan, uh, you know, uh, Dan himself, you know, existed, uh, you know, in the year. You know, uh, 1500 BC, somewhere. Yeah, I would okay. be weird if it was one guy and he just got everybody <laughs> pregnant and started his own village. Yeah. So, but Ephraim and Manasseh, one be, is going to become a great company of nations. The other one is going to become a great single nation. But the point in time that they're, um, the point in time that they're taken into captivity and they're become the lost tribes, this, w- this promise is, is going to be withheld for a certain period of time. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, here we go. Get into this very specific thing. And this is crazy Bible prophecy stuff. I haven't spoken about this in a while. All right. I love it. Okay. The um the punishment the punishment of time that is going to be withheld where so Ephraim and Manasseh won't receive these blessings for a certain period of time is referred to as seven it's it's a period called seven times. Now, anybody okay. who knows the Bible understands that a time is a year. Look in the book of Revelation, a time, time, and half a time. A time, times, and half a times is three and a half years. So a time is a year, okay? So it's a, it's a, it's a very specific period of time okay. that happens. All right. All right. So I'm going to glance over this a little quickly. The, n- the length of time for the, this day for a year principle that we have right. of punishment, All okay? Right. The length of period of time they're going to be withheld is about 2,500 years. It's about 2,500 years. From about 7-something B.C., 2,500 years. So roughly the year 1800, okay, right on cue, right where they migrated to, Britain becomes this world empire. The sun never set on the British Empire. That's their commonwealth of nation, meaning that they had possessions all over this whole planet so much so that the sun never set on the British Empire. Yeah, because they had they had, they had territory all over the world. That's right. The United States flees out of Britain, gets its independence from it, becomes a great single nation. What I'm saying is that the United States and Britain are part of the lost tribes of Israel. And this connection that the United States and Britain have with Israel, because we're brothers. So interesting, Tony. And this is the good shit. And this stuff I is... I find this so interesting. I could listen to this. So, because we only got... Because I know you got... So today's a very special day for you, so you've been kind enough to take time. We're a little over an hour. Um, so Good stuff, buddy. I love it. Yeah. But let's get into it. So we got, we got Israel. We got, we got the, uh, England. Yeah. And we got the United States yeah. on one team. Yeah. You're telling me that the opposite team... Yeah. Is Germany. 
is the is the is the if you look at what the Bible says about those ten toes that we talked about earlier and about the reunification of that that the that the that the time and again this is not the, this is not your this is not your fluffy fluff stuff that that, that people talk about little, little baby Jesus in a manger this is some serious stuff right here that's what we this is the good stuff that the, this is the good the, we're mainlining this stuff that the time of the tribulation at the time of the end is the time of Jacob's trouble it is not the time of Judah's trouble it's the time of Jacob. His name was changed to Israel. And so Jacob. the United, yeah, Jacob's name was changed to Israel. So the the brothers, uh, the tribes, this is all going to come back. The United States and Britain, the Britain will not be part of the European Union in the long run. They will not be. They might be for a little period of time. They will not be. They're going to be on the outside of it. Okay. Which is happening Brexit right now. This is going, and this is this. Hey, I've been saying the same thing since '94. Before there was ever a European Union, we were calling it the United States of Europe because we just knew Europe would be united somehow, and you know, became known as the European Union. Watch for the military component of the European Union. It's now it going. It You've will told come. This. Now, just so everybody knows, he Tony is not just saying this because it's been in the news. He literally told me. So much of this, I want to say, 15 years ago, if not 20. 20. Yeah, yep. So you were telling me this. That's why I wanted this this podcast. We're going to get into it. I know you got to get going. But so you told me a long time ago that there would be, and way before yep. the European Union was going to happen, you said Europe will unite under one union. Yep. And they will step in, and they will basically kind of start like, not control. What's the word I'm looking for with Israel? Uh, step in yeah. and com- intervene. Yes, w- yeah. in Israel, the okay. European Union. So the yeah, and uh, and that and the leader of the European Union, the leader of the European Union, uh, eventually. And, and you guys, who knows how many years is all? I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, this is going to happen in you know, 2023. Anybody who wants to put dates on it, honestly, can you know. It's just it's a slippery slope. All I know is that this is what the Bible says. Whether or not it's five years, ten years, whether or not it's in our lifetime or our children's lifetime, I don't know. All I know is that this is what's coming, and it will be the European Union that causes the time of Jacob's trouble, and it describes very clearly not a great scenario for Jacob. And remember, I'm telling you, we are Jacob. So, so now you're telling me something that you're, Europe and Germany – Yes. Will wipe England. Lay waste. Lay waste. What is lay waste? Now, lay waste to the United Captivity. States. Captivity. Captivity. Slavery. You don't think it can ever happen again? People don't think, oh, there's no way that could ever happen again. You know what? And I thought, oh, the World Coalition. You know what? There's Listen, slavery going on right now. I, that's, and again, if you people actually want to look and not think the world is a big fuzzy place, you know, warm and fuzzy place. There's atrocities going on right now. Oh, for that sure. I'm sure your listeners are aware. For of. sure, we talk about it all the time. So you don't think that stuff? People don't think that stuff can happen again. And listen, I get it. This isn't the this isn't the fun part. Of, listen, all of this all of this is leading to something better. Okay, all this leading to something better. And people want to get into this whole thing. If there's a God, why does He let so much bad stuff happen? Well, you know what? Listen to me. How many parents are out there? You you get it. You understand? You cannot force your kids 
to do any, to, to leave. You want to try to force your kids, you're going to get, as soon as they hit 18, they're going to say, F you, see you later, and you're never going to see them again. The only thing you can do is give them the tools as a child to then grow up and follow the right way. And you know what? But you can't force it. You can't force it. And God is the same way. He's given us the tools to be going out there and do the right thing and to, and to, and to uh, be the type of people we want, but he's not cramming it down anybody's throat. He gives you free will and free reign, and if you decide to walk the other way, that is your choice. So I, I'm, I, I'm fine with that. Every, and, and that's the thing. You don't need to be saved right now. This is this whole thing that people are trying to say, i got to save you, Sam. Does the rapture come? If I believe I have to save you. Is the rapture coming? Is this involved the rapture at all? I always think yeah. this Israel stuff isn't about. What do you think the rapture is? Let's start there. I have no clue. But I, I, that my whole point is that I've never thought that Israel was about whose land it was. I felt, and no yeah. disrespect to anybody, but, you know, when you have these crazy televangelists and these evangelists shipping Jews to Israel, like like they've won, like, contests. They get a free, free vacation in <laughs> Israel and the, they're trying to bring on the yep. rapture, which is the end of days, on the 500 years of darkness, yeah. and like everybody thinks it's going to be like Mardi Gras, and it's like it's like it's 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 going to be chaos. Yes, yes. So the you know the rapture, I guess um, the majority of people have come to you know known the rapture as um, you know um, you know the removing of of certain people off the planet. Um, and it's a and it's a very um, and it, it's a it's it's from God and and what and what that says and specifically is that um, you know that there will be a um, uh, place of safety that during this time of the end that God does take his part of part part of his church into uh, as uh, you know as a place of safety because it will be so bad here. And if you look, there's also, you could look in the book of Revelation at the Laodicean church, okay? There's a lot of God's people that are left here that are going to face the wrath of the, uh, the, 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 basically the world, the soon coming world power, and that are going to get, uh, you know, annihilated. So, it's going to be the world power? You? The, the, the European Union. And the United States falls to the wayside. Yep. God dang it, El Dorado. But. You know, like like I said again, you know, this is the this is part of the this is part of the thing where you know, guys, there's so much good, but listen, don't think for a moment, and if you actually go and read the Bible, don't think for a moment that this is not stuff that Jesus was talking about. Jesus, people think it was all warm and fuzzy, and you know, oh, look at the little kids and this and that. Look at what he go read the red words of your Bible, and he says, "I didn't come to bring peace; I came to bring a sword." That's that's Jesus' words, not mine. I didn't come to bring peace. I can't bring a sword. And what is it? All so right. this is good stuff, buddy. Tony, I wanted to get in flat earth with you because you don't believe in flat earth. I can just say this real quick about flat earth. And I said this to Sam. I just yep. want you to I said this to jam. Sam. I said this to Sam the other night. The flat earth thing, I don't necessarily believe in it, okay? I've, I, I think I see the evidence. Isaiah 54 says that God sits on the circle of the earth. And I always use that passage as showing the knowledge that's in the Bible. And they thought the earth was flat. That the Bible is telling you that it's round. calls the earth a circle. Or could be a circle like this. Yeah. Well, that's more of a disc. But anyway. Anyway. But yes. But my point, in the, my point in the flat earth Nothing thing was, it. is that what level have we been lied to? 
And I like it because the flat earth pushes that boundary out there saying, what level is this conspiracy? And we, listen, the real author of all of this stuff, and the flat earth people and I can agree with this. The real, who? Is the yin and the yang. Who's the yang from the yin? Okay? The yeah. devil. Yeah. Okay? And Wait, so does the devil exist, Tony? Absolutely. I thought you said there's no hell. There's, 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 listen, you want to, I mean, you want to take another five minutes? There's no burning hell that bad people go to right now. That's, that's all made up to keep you in line. Right. That's all made up. Five, a couple minutes that's, and we're almost done. That's all made up. That stuff is, that stuff's made up to keep you in line. Can the I just Most of the stuff that we get from hell is from Dante's Inferno. Right. People think, people think seven deadly sins are from the Bible. It's from, um, the divine comedy. It's not, it's we not real. Mixed, we mix all this stuff up. What does the Bible say about hell? There's three Let of them. Let me ask you something, El Dorado, There's three and then hells. we'll wrap it up. We did something on something called the Black Sun, which is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I have found that these masters of mankind over a very long time have attempted to control emotions, yeah. in particular empathy, yeah. having empathy for others. Uh, when we look at feminism, what is feminism right mm -hmm. now? Feminism in this modern age is very much, and I have no problems with women. I, women should be treated equal. It's all love, equal opportunity, equal rights. Every so th don't take that as I'm anti-feminist because I'm not. Yeah, I believe all should be treated the same. Absolutely, that is my opinion. And that's actually one of the big knocks in the Bible is they think that it's it's so sexist. Yeah, or whatever. That's but let not me just true. say but this. Yeah, keep going. That's not that, true. That, that what we what we go through this, and this isn't uh, trying to uh, challenge or just uh, uh, something we discussed on the show, which is that the divine feminine has been demonized. That is empathy and love for others, and that feminism has been hijacked and made into women thinking they have to be men mm -hmm. and doing man stuff. Yeah, right, and that. When you look at what the Antichrist would be, if you think Christ is, uh, you know, mm -hmm. God in heaven, yeah. what is the anti of that? Yeah. Which would, a guy in yeah. heaven would be a woman yes. in earth. Oh, yeah, gotcha. You yeah. know, yeah. which would be Mother Earth. Yeah. Like, and there's this this um, this hatred of the, the love of nature and the, 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 the ki treating kindness to others and loving nature and loving all around you and how the people have kind of, demonize that and these masters of mankind have actually put drugs hmm. there's chemicals in over 600 different things you can buy over the counter chemicals within those those uh over-the-counter yeah. drugs that blocks empathy yeah so when you see people go oh look at that bum right there man yeah. why don't you get yeah. a job dude yeah there's no yeah. like oh, man, yeah why, what happened to that guy why is he there hey dude here's five bucks we just had this conversation this morning yep Here's five bucks, man. You know, I, I, yeah. it's not a big deal Same to me. Five bucks, man. I hope you, there but for the, and I say it all the time, there but for the grace of God go I. Yeah, yeah. You know, my struggles in my life, there but for the grace of God go I. Your thoughts on that? No. Um, well, first of all, I, I just had that conversation this morning about, you know, what it, what it means to do good. And what you just said right there is, you know, um, it's Matthew 25 we were reading this morning, and it's about, you know, feeding the feeding the people who don't um, feeding the people who don't have food. About clothing people who don't. I I as far as the as far as everything else goes that you just said right there about um, you know the women uh, aspect of it is that they are complete 
and 100% equals with us in the point that really matters the most, which is in God's eyes and as far as salvation, okay? People don't understand. They think that it's bad that somehow or other that God created a man and a woman, or they, 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 th they think that's impossible that that did that because, you know what, it's okay. Women have so many other better qualities than men do. So what, men are physically stronger? Who gives a rat's behind when it right. goes to that? But you know what, it's, it's so we shouldn't be making men into women or women into men. And I'm not, I'm not in any way, shape, or form, you know, uh, you know anti- uh, any of the you know movements that are out there. The only thing I know is that what's going to destroy this planet quicker than anything is the word hate. So if you hate anybody or anything, you got to get rid of it from your life. And if you think one simple thing, and maybe we'll leave this whole conversation with this. Okay, perfect. Okay, is keep that looking glass turned in on yourself. Okay, and until you're a perfect person, a perfect individual, keep focusing on how you can make yourself better. If you're out in the street corner hang up signs that said God hates fags and all this stuff right there, you are not a good person. I agree with that. Okay? And so, you, and, and you know what? You have little knowledge of who God is, and you are not a spokesman for that loving, just, and true God. You are not. You are a false individual, and I call you out for it. Keep the looking glass turned in. See how you can better yourself. People, Jesus didn't do away with the Ten Commandments. He made them harder. He said, it's not just about committing adultery. It's about looking at another married woman and have love. It's not about murder, about the actual act of murdering somebody. It's about hate. It's about the spirit of murder. He made it harder. He made it a spiritual law, not just a physical law. Until, until you stop breathing, I didn't kill you. No, I could be killing you through my hate. And yeah. this is what this is what people keep the looking glass turned in. And until you're perfect, don't you don't have any way, shape, or form to go out saying what other people are doing wrong. Tony, this is crazy. Have you ever done a podcast before? I have not. You crushed it. You did great. No. You're a natural <laughs> at it. You should do more of this, dude. I think you'd really it enjoy it, dude. It was fun, man. I, I think they'd enjoy it. Uh, he's my friend, El Dorado. Uh, apparently, we've only been friends since seventh grade, <laughs> uh, but it was great. I hope you enjoy. I hope you understand that, even though you may not have the religious beliefs of Tony, yep. that you could listen to him and what he believes. And I just love to hear what everybody has to say. Yep. I I love to like we've had people on that say we're the descendants of Anunnaki yep. and the space people, yep. and I. I love to listen to it. Everyone's like, "Oh, why do you challenge it? Why do you?" It's like it's not yep. about debating it's about what do you think yeah. and i i want to hear it and yep. what i like of it i will take with me and i'll be like okay that's not for me and that's fine this isn't about right and wrong this is about el dorado what his thoughts are he i'm gonna tell you man the guy predicted stuff a long time ago and say whatever you want it's the truth and that's why i had him on and you were great on it and i really appreciate you spending an hour on it because it's a holiday right now right Actually, uh, tonight at sundown uh, starts Pentecost, which is one of the seven holidays uh, mentioned in the Bible. Yep. So Pentecost. Well, is, today's just a weekly Sabbath. Well, I'm thankful that thanks, you took buddy. a little time to come down. I love you very much, Tony. You're yeah, one of my favorite too, people on the planet. Yeah, thanks and, for having uh, me, man. I, I will do this again. You want to come on? We'll have you Skype in, maybe talk about time fun. travel. That'd or what would you say you saw? Stuff. The grandfather paradox. All right. We'll have you on. We'll, we'll solve that. Stuff. All right. Mom, All right. you got anything to say to anybody? Yeah. Be nice to everyone. <laughs> All right, we love you. Take care, everybody. From the words, Take. Mrs. B.
Life is more than paper skin and more than paper planes I think I might be going slightly insane I find the truth in the evidence See the strings behind presidents Seen the bodies in lockers They try to lock up the evidence No fingerprints to cleaning up nicely I got high intelligence I'm chilling at Langley like the CIA Boy, where'd you get those sneakers? I'm trying to infiltrate the protest To monitor the public speakers I can sway the radio I own all the studios I can make a sex symbol I can leak a video I run pharmaceuticals I invented cubicles I got you stressed out and you're picking at your cuticles Fingers are bleeding, titles misleading I'm churning the stories in the papers you're reading I blackmail the congress, I edit the bible I'll force you to fight me in court over libel I wear a lapel pin, I look so official I'm bombing your children and building a missile I swear I protect you, yeah this is for your good Now help me deliver this dope up to your hood So don't say what you on about me you should just shut your mouth around me so don't say what you want about me you should just shut your mouth around me let me dose you close to the edge feels like god's son i'll push you out a window like they call you frank olsen let me test you qualified for mk ultra circle in the wreckage like a flock full of vultures tend to your wounds cause the country is bleeding i got ideas that'll shortly be seeding Pushing the grass like a forced revolution I'll fight global warming while funding pollution I swear I've got the tiniest violin Why behave if we all are born out of sin? You'll never catch me by the hairs on my chinny chin Step in line, you are just a fucking citizen Black suits, black ties, black sights, black projects I won't tell you about the unidentified flying objects My name is Nunya, none of your business Stop asking, call me Smith, Cooper, Brown, or Jackson Speaking up, I won't hesitate just to fight you This hand won't feed you, but these teeth might bite you Diseases created, diabetes is type 2 If you needed the spark, then I am here to ignite you So, don't say what you want about me you should just shut your mouth around me So don't say what you want about me You should just shut your mouth around me For a while, you can't bring me down. An illuminated mind, a fire you can't put out. I've been on top for a while, and you can't bring me down.